Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Toys by Chance, where we come and talk all things movies, television, news, streaming, sports, all that good stuff. And this week, uh, we're done with Movie March. We're now moving on to our Easter special. People who follow the show know that you know around Easter time, we like to do a Christian movie. And one of the you know, one of the good, one of the good hearty Christian flicks. And uh, you know, oh, yeah. this, we used to do a poll for this, but we decided, you know what, this year we're not we're not going to leave it up to fate. We're just, we're just going to. We've already watched two of these. We're going to finish the trilogy. God's not Close dead. Three. God's not dead. A light in the darkness. They're too intense for numbers this time around, Russell. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. We're going straight to it here. This is the return of the Jedi of the God's Not Dead franchise. So yeah, this should is... be pretty exciting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is also the. Uh, this is uh, my nose, but this is a shorter episode. Uh, we're pre-recording this like way ahead of time. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out of town this weekend, so I will not have time to record yeah. our usual day. So we decided yeah. to hit, we decided to like bang this one out early. Uh, but you know, we're still gonna give you the full enjoy experience. But before we do that, we gotta throw a big love to our sponsor, Loved Again Media. Now, Russell, you and I we're both uh, big proponents of the the, uh, the physical media. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm people probably think I'm still crazy for buying it, but I just. It's just a, it's a different feeling owning it, you know, physically as opposed to oh, just like a digital code. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and this is a site that specializes almost exclusively in physical media. Uh, they are yeah. a site that repurposes, uh, you know, uses like, slightly used Blu-rays and DVDs into nice packages for your for your consumption. They have they have packages for all Blu-rays, all DVDs. They rant randomized. They have video games. They have vinyls. You collect that and be a huge vinyl proponent. So I think that yeah. I think that's cool. And they decided to uh, team up with us and sponsor our show, which means if you go to their website, Love to Get Media, and the code Notorious, you will get ten dollars off your first order. So you think about it, they have like one like one DVD box comes with I want to say like forty DVDs or like twenty yeah, DVDs. I think it's the bigger one. I, I, I can't think of the tiers offhand right I, now. I know they have I, one, I know they have one for like t- like twenty bucks, which this is this, this sucks that I don't know. I should know this for our sponsor, but. Uh, I, rem- I would imagine. I think the first box is ten. I think it's ten dollars for the. Uh, t- uh, t- it's ten DVDs for yeah, ten DVDs for nineteen ninety nine. That's all that. Okay, so, so yeah, you're, yeah. So 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 ten for ten. Like, you're paying a, do- a dollar a DVD, and and that's just for the that's just for level one. You got they got several yeah. levels. They have all different kinds of sort of boxes. They have theme boxes. It's 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 a really great service. Really thankful for Love yeah, to Get Media. Cool. Really thankful Love to Get Media for sponsoring our show. Again, go to lovetogetmedia.com and use the code Notorious for ten dollars off your first order. Uh, moving on, uh, we have a, little, uh, a fair bit to talk about today. First of which, we move on to our no, but no big NFL free agency moves. Uh, we now move on to our before we first start with our, our trailer talk. Um, first thing we're going to be talking about is for. Uh, the Night House. So this is a movie that was set to come out last year, uh, it, and it's about uh, you know it's about a woman who's like you're dealing with the death of her husband, played by Rebecca Hall. She lived alone in a lakeside home that he built that he built, and she's trying to keep, and she's trying as best she can to keep it together. But then the dreams come, just these really disturbing visions of a presence in this house. I try, I try and call, I try and call to her. It's, it looks like a really creepy psychological horror film. Like I said, it stars Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, who I love from uh, from Barry, uh, Vondi Curtis Hall, who I think is a really good actor. Um, Russell, what do you think of the, of the trailer for as a big horror? But what do you think of the first trailer for The Night House? I got visions of Invisible uh, Man a little bit, a little uh, bit, kind of, just a, a little bit. Um, I would call it, and this is going to be a crazy combo: Invisible Man mixed with the Lake House. Makes sense. Uh, just because of the lake house, how that it's that uh, different. It's like the same place but different worlds type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it looks good though. I, I love Rebecca Hall. I think she's a really great actress. Um, I like the concept of it. It does have that creepy vibe when you're watching the uh, trailer, which I always appreciate. I'm always get you in as a horror fan. Um, I think it looks good. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how the, how this plays out. Explanation of like kind of like two dimensions almost. So I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to play out. Yeah, no, I'm definitely inter- I'm definitely interested. I'm always interested in the uh, you know, uh, you know, different takes on ghost stories like this. Uh, yeah. Directed by David Bruckner, who I don't know if I've ever seen anything he's directed. Oh, he was one of the directors on VHS. Interesting. Oh, and he directed The Ritual. Remember that, remember that movie in twenty seventeen? The Ritual. I I I know the cover of it. I don't think I saw it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was he he's done. got a pretty good grasp on horror. And this is set produced by David S. Goyer, set for a release. On July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. 
Nice. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Wrath of Man. Wrath of Man is a, another movie by Guy Ritchie. Kind of crazy. It feels like we just had a Guy Ritchie movie. Now he's already made another one. You realize we've had like three within the last couple of years if you count Aladdin and uh, Gentleman. Yeah, no shit. Three. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about that. Three movies within three years. Kind it's kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, is, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is about a uh, you know this new security guard work for a cash truck who basically busts out some like Liam Neeson. I'm gonna kill. You, I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. Moves during a heist. <laughs> And then he kind of like brings out the one like who who this guy is. This is J- Jason Statham starring in this movie. I believe it's the first Guy Ritchie movie he's been in since what Snatch. Snatch, yeah. No wait, no, wait. No, he wasn't. In, he wasn't in Rock and Roller. So yeah, this is the first time he's worked with Guy Ritchie since Snatch. Unless there's something I'm forgetting. I don't think I am. I don't think he's been. In, I don't think he's been in another one. So yeah, really kind of turned to form for Jason Statham. Uh, your supporting cast that includes Clint Eastwood, uh, Holt McElhaney, Josh Hartnett, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, completely out of the blue. Like, yeah, we were, I think we were just talking about him not so long ago. Yeah, yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Donovan, Liz Alonzo, Post Malone for some reason. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Wrath of Man? Yeah, your typical Jason Statham type of film that he would be in. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like kind of surprising. Um, you know, Guy Ritchie kind of just likes those those movies like that. You know what I mean? That action-packed type movies. Um, I'm on board with it. I do like Guy Ritchie. I did like The Gentleman a lot. Um, you know, anything Jason Statham does. I, I, I just enjoy, you know, mindless action flicks. And this looks, I mean, it looks fun. And kind of what we said, there's kind of like people in there that you surprised to see. Like, like, like Josh Hartnett for sure. Something like, we haven't seen him in a little shit. I don't remember the last movie he's, I saw him in. But uh, it looks good, though. I'm on board. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like I like Guy Ritchie. I like and you know the gentleman I really enjoyed because that was Guy Ritchie going just unabashed full Guy Ritchie, and I I really enjoyed that film. Uh, and yeah, Wrath of Man is set for a uh, set for a May seventh, twenty twenty release. So prime summer release date. Something else that now has a new prime summer release date. Uh, our last show we're talking about is for Spiral or Spiral from the Book of Saul. <laughs> it's still it's still a fucking weird title, but yeah. Uh, anyways, this is a reboot of the Saw franchise. A story, uh, story written by and starring Chris Rock, who I guess this is yeah something he's I guess a big fan of. Yeah, I think this was like a passion project that he had. I think that we'd mentioned before. I mean, yeah, to executive produce it and stuff like Actually, that. Actually, it's kind of do you, do you know the reason this movie exists? Uh-uh. So it's kind of strange. So, did you ever see the movie Top 5? Uh, did I ever see what? Top 5, the movie. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> anyways, he, he makes a joke in that movie about Tyler Perry's Medea Halloween. Okay. The next year, Tyler Perry made a... Not the next year. The, the next year, the year after, he made he made a Medea Halloween. <laughs> and so okay. he called up the, the guy at Linesgate. He's like, hey, uh, what the hell? And that's when they got to talking, and that's where, that's where like the talking, like he's a big fan of him. Him being a big fan of Saw came in, and oh, I was okay. like, "Hey, let me let me try and make a let me let me let me uh, take my hand at a Saw movie." So, yeah, but it stars him and Samuel L. Jackson as uh, police police uh, detectives uh, trying to investigate this murder, this, to, uh, trying to investigate these murders that are very similar to like Saw type killings, and uh, so. Yeah, uh, stars like I said, Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson. They're, they're the two really big names. Directed by a guy who I mean, I've never seen anything. I've never seen anything this dude's done. Oh, he, oh, wait, never mind. I, I have. I, he's the guy who directed Repo's Genetic Opera. Did you ever see that movie? No, I, again, one that I heard. Seriously. Uh, uh, okay, so he directed Repo's Genetic Opera, and he's directed a bunch of Saw movies. He directed Saw two, three, four. Mother's Day, which is uh, okay, not not Mother's Day starring Julie Roberts. I'm like, really? No, okay, not that one. Uh, yeah, saw two, saw two through four, as well as uh, Repo the Genetic Opera, which is actually kind of look weird and crazy. I would recommend checking it out. But uh, yeah, honestly, this 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 doesn't feel like a Saw movie, and I mean no, that. It be- doesn't. I mean that in the best way possible. I think this is look, looks like a good new step for the franchise. It looks like some like some you know, some fresh air is being breathed into it. I like the new yeah. direction they're taking. They're making it more like a police story rather than focusing yeah. on like the killings themselves. Make, making making kind of more more in tune with Seven than any of the Saw sequels. 
Yeah, I mean, they're not relying on Tobin Bell to kind of like you know like to play a game and start everything out like the yeah the guy the uh, the little thing on the tricycle or whatever. They're kind of trying to do something a little bit different from what I from what I see from the trailer. So I do like that. So we'll see how maybe this maybe ties into the original killings. Who knows? Or this may just be its own little thing. Maybe just somebody who really likes to just is obsessed with the uh, jigsaw killings and just kind of wants to do their own thing. So it'll be kind of interesting. Maybe the Saw movies exist in this universe and someone's doing a copycat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it looks really good. What do you think, Russell? Uh, no, yeah, I'm completely on board with it. I think it looks like a fun horror film. Um, and we'll see some uh, pretty cool uh, traps in this one. It looks like it's really cool because they have one guy suspended up in the... In the uh, in the air while a uh, train's coming, so that should be pretty exciting. That should be very exciting. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And uh, that's going to do it for trailer talk today. Like I said, it's a short week now, a whole to talk about. Uh, so we, might, we might move on to notorious news. Now, this is this isn't really like a movie news story, but this is the thing that I find interesting. Uh, so, SDCC got pulled for this year for the summer. I mean, every, everyone knows that. It was supposed to take place during the summer of this year, but, you know, it was supposed to summer last year, but then COVID, but, you know, COVID got really out of hand. It, it, it suffice to say, COVID got out of hand. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, but now they've now announced a new date, which is bizarre, because it's now going to take place in November of this year. Uh, so, hmm. so first of all, there's going to be an online event. They already announced SDCC is going to be at home this summer already. But they're doing a whole, like, a smaller convention uh, in the same facility later this year. Probably not going to be, like, the, the big, like, marquee like I, I seriously doubt we see like any like major panels with this one. It could happen. Yeah. I, could, I might be surprised. Vaccines are moving, are moving very fast. I got mine yesterday. I got my first dose yesterday. Um, but yeah, so they're doing that in addition to um, in addition to the one in July of next year, which is pretty standard for them. So I mean, it's kind of crazy to think, Russell. We're kind of like inching back towards normalcy in a weird way. A, l- a little bit. It's starting to feel a little bit normal. Uh, you mentioned that. Um, I just got. An email from Regal Theater starting to open, uh, you know, uh, domestically here, which is kind of nice. Heard that. I think Congratulations. The, Congratulations. Yeah, the one, I think the one closer to me doesn't open until midway through May, but um, the sense of normalcy, you know what I mean? It's it's a step, so we'll take it. It's better than nothing. So, uh, than yeah, nothing. We're, we're getting there, hopefully turning the corner off of this thing because, you know, this thing's really put a damper on life in the last year and, uh, uh, what should we say, the last 13 months. So uh, it's kind of sucked, but... Light at the end of the tunnel. There's a light in darkness. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, but uh, something else that, is ha- that has happened as far as, you know, getting moved is... Uh, I forgot my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had another release date shift. <laughs> no, these things keep seem to keep happening. We're not really, uh, not really, done, not really done with it quite yet. So... Uh, this one is Black Adam. Black Adam was announced yesterday. The fact that it was announced that it was going to be moved uh, another mm-hmm. year. It's now going to be coming out in uh, I want to say July of 2022, which is okay. uh, which is basically yeah July 29, 2022. So here, so this is the upcoming DC slate. I actually think it's, I think this thing is rather interesting uh, as far as like stuff that's gotten dates. So. Alex, uh, like so we have it coming out next year. 2022. Here's the slate of DC films as of right now. You had The Batman in March of 2022. Black Adam, yeah. July 29th of 2022. The Flash, November 4th, 2022. And Aquaman, December 16th of 2022. That should be lined up pretty good. Yeah, that looks really good. And then, then you got Shazam, uh, Fury of the Gods in uh, June 2nd, 2023. So, looking at DC slate of 2022 films, what are you looking forward to the most? I, th- I think... Okay, I've, easy answer is the Batman. But the, the Batman yeah. for me, at least. What are you looking yeah, forward to second Batman. most? Uh, second most? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I think Flash would be last. I think we can drop that maybe maybe last on that. Um, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, really, I'm not really big on the first Aquaman, so I don't know what the sequel's going to be. Black do. Adam, I would probably say number two, because I'm kind of curious yeah. to see The Rock. Which is weird, because I call it unnecessary more times than I can count, but yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to go to Black Adam. And then I'll say three. I'll go Aquaman three probably because I really enjoyed the first one a lot more than I thought I was. And then I would probably put Flash at four. But Michael Keaton's in Flash. And Ron Livingston. I'd probably still put it at four. Uh But yeah, but yeah, I I mean, 
Oh, I, I really Christina, Christina Hodson's writing this? Yeah, never mind. That's it for. Yeah, I mean, plus I'm kind of bummed that they, you know, they're not obviously doing the same kid from Justice League who I liked, but I know he had some, some he got involved in some shit, Wait, didn't in, he? In The Flash? In The Flash, didn't he? No, I mean, he, he, is he, he did, but he's still on. Oh, is he still? Okay, because I thought they were saying something about, didn't he? What the, what the hell happened? I, I remember. I don't know. Like, Look, I, I know what happened. But I don't yeah. know what happened because there was like a video yeah, release of him said, like choking yeah. somebody, a yeah, woman. That's what I heard. Oh, sorry, of them choking somebody because Edgar Miller's uh, non-binary, I believe. So apologies. Yeah. But yeah, so the Edgar Miller was filmed choking somebody, but nobody knows what happens. Okay, but I like Ezra Miller. I, I really, especially with the Justice League, with the uh, Snyder cut, I he, I really did like the more of uh, the comedic aspect of him and the fact that we did actually learn a little bit more about his backstory, which I kind of liked. Um, Still, to me, it's still four. Um, just to see new blood with uh, Black Adams, probably why I have that up high. Obviously, Batman again, just a whole different story. You know, a whole different you know uh, take on him. So I kind of am curious about that. And then I just put Aquaman. Like I said, it's Aquaman. I enjoyed the like I said, enjoyed the first one. So I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do to follow up with that um, and how they're going to connect that into the you know the DCU uh, moving forward. So I'm kind of excited about it. I really am. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it, but I'm not exactly sure what's. I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. I think it could be very interesting. Something else that could be very yeah. interesting. Uh, we've gotten word that the <laughs> the cash for Thor: Love and Thunder seems to keep growing because they have now announced that Ru- our our boy Russell Crowe unhinged down, unhinged down Russell Crowe, <laughs> pie pie eating Russell Crowe <laughs> is going to be in this movie. But he was in a bodysuit, so we gotta we gotta get off his shit for that. He was in a bodysuit, but, but yeah. I mean, he was he wasn't in a bodysuit. <laughs> but he is he is not Maximus shape right now. So he is not in Maximus shape, and hey, he's earned it. He's won an Oscar. He's done a lot eat, of really listen, great movies over his career. Eat he, the cake. Eat eat, eat all the eat all the cake you want, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. So Russell Crowe joining Thor: Love and Thunder. Now it's it's rumored it's gonna be a smaller a smaller part. We don't know what it is. But yeah, I mean. But like, say say it's not. Say it's not the case. Is Russell yeah. Crowe someone you'd want to see more of? I like Russell Crowe, and I think MCU. it's gonna be cool that he's gonna helm DC and Marvel properties now, which I think is kind of that cool. is true. Uh, um, he can get that under his belt. Yeah, no, um, that's that's something that's something I didn't even consider for up until this point. Yeah, that, that was the first thing I the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh shit, he, you know, Superman's dad. I was like, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on board. Like I said, you know, Russell Crowe is brings his best to the table. Uh, usually, Unhinged was a fun movie too. By the way, really fun. Did you get to check that out yet? Not yet. No, I want to check it out. Okay, that's, it. and that has a significance because that movie was the first one that, when we were first opening things back up again. So that'll always have like a special spot in like yeah. my memory with when like theaters were opening up for the first time. Like, oh yeah, this is you know what I mean. It's it's things are back to normal, and then we had like a a standstill again, and then we had to go back to you know, dropping everything and closing theaters. But, uh, yeah, I'm always on board with Russell Crowe. I like him as an actor. I think uh, I'm kind of curious to see what he'll bring to the character and what he'll bring to the movie. Uh, just with the, you know, the success that Thor Ragnarok had, I'm kind of curious to see how they top that. Or, if not, just follow it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I mean, look, Taika's back at the helm. He's the first person yeah. to make two Thor films, which is, can't get, is interesting. Can't get any worse than the second one. So, uh, yeah. You also have a much more talented filmmaker in. Uh, oh yeah, you have much. You have a more talented filmmaker in the Taika Waititi than, uh, than Alan shit. Taylor. I don't think. I don't think it's, it's like, awful. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's weaker. I mean, it's weaker the MC, MCEU movies. That I would I'll, say that I'll agree with. That I will agree with. It's yeah. on the weaker side. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it bad. I've seen, I've seen some bad combat movies. I don't think this is one of them. Uh, it's not Electra bad. It is not Electro Bad. <laughs> it's not Electro Or Ghost Rider, or the second Ghost Rider. Or, or, yeah, no, I've seen Yeah. We've seen it. It's, 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 a, it's a decent enough movie for it, but weaker of the uh, 21 films leading up to Endgame. Yeah. Um, next piece next piece you're talking about is... Uh, actually, well, first of all, someone else... Uh, excuse me, now. I, I messed up that story. Uh, something else uh, that I want to talk about right now, let's see the story uh godzilla versus kong set to open this week yep. by, by the time this drops i would have already seen it because i have a screening for it tomorrow as a taping this and i'm so, gonna try to go see it tomorrow as well so it's already crazy it's already crazy it's, it's earned 122 million the film's international box office this opening weekend so it's already opened overseas 
which so, makes sense because I mean that that's a huge draw for yeah other other national uh, yeah absolutely I, I I do wonder how this is doing in like Japan and China I bet, I bet it's killing over there oh absolutely it has to that's their bread and butter over there absolutely but uh yeah I'm, I'm very curious like do you think like this if it's like a massive success overseas could this lead to a sequel yeah absolutely. I mean uh, yeah that's, I think it's a no brainer I mean shit like one one woman got a sequel and that played mostly on streaming yeah so yeah I don't see why why it wouldn't. I mean, obviously, we know nobody's going to get killed. I mean, it's like one of those things everyone's like, you know, and even I posted a poll up on our uh, Facebook group, uh, Notorious by Chance, to Ooh. see who people want want to win, Godzilla or King Kong, just for fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're just such, you know, iconic monsters that, you know, you have to, yeah, you, you'd have to, you'd be stupid to obviously kill any of them, you know, obviously kill off any of the monsters. You really can't. Um, well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're not going to kill anybody off, but you know, someone, no. some, someone's going to win that fight. Oh, I'm, I'm Team Kong, man. You're Team Kong. Let's, let's, let's put our predictions in right now. Who do you got? I'm going Kong, man. I got to go with. I got to ride my ride or die. I've always liked King Kong, so I'm going to stick with Kong. Yeah, I, I got. Well, I'm not going to say Kong. I'm, my, my boy's Godzilla. I, I, I love, yeah, I love I that big lizard. So, I got, uh, I got Godzilla in three rounds via TKO. Via uh, crossbar. Via cro- <laughs> via, cro- via bridge. Is this, is this like UFC? Can you put money on this? Can we go on FanDuel? And see yeah, if we yeah. Can, 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 we, can we bet money on this fight? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a hell of a movie. I heard the back uh, 35 minutes is supposed to be incredible with action, which is great because I felt like kind of what you and I were talking about with Godzilla King of Monsters. Like it just was kind of like, eh. You know what I mean? You try to throw so much into it at once. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's, you, we it's have so it. much. It's so much monster fighting. It just gets boring after a while. It does. So, and I, I think the fact that it's King Kong versus Godzilla, this is something a little bit more. You know what I mean? I, I think we have some, we have some more that. we have some more investment into this one because yeah, you know we we've absolutely. had we've had two Godzilla movies. We've had a King Kong movie. Yeah. So which I, I would go the first Godzilla. I would say was better than the second one. Oh, absolutely. The first Godzilla. Well, the first Godzilla is my favorite of any of these movies. Oh, really? And I loved I, Kong's Call. I think Kong's Call was super fun. And I then like I, that one. And then I would I would say the first Godzilla, and then obviously the last one I would put uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, but still yeah. still fun to watch. Yeah, it's still fun, it's still fun to watch. I mean, if I want to like watch some like mindless monster fights, I can I can <laughs> I can put that absolutely, on. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. For Enjoy sure. it, but uh, yeah, no, I do think that I, I do think that when it comes to when it when it, com- when it comes to this. Um, there's got a lot to prove. I do think that if this is successful overseas, which science point that it might be, uh, I do I think because we, we, we were worried about the longevity of this franchise because Kong, Kong, uh, not Kong, Godzilla King of the Monsters didn't do particularly well. No, it didn't. It was actually kind of like a disappointment. It was a kind of like a flop for what yeah. they thought the numbers were going to be. Yeah, it didn't do nearly Especially as well. Especially domestically. Yeah, it didn't do nearly as well people always going to do. I think it was word of mouth, but I think word of mouth in this one is good, which science point to that it will that it is, and this, yeah. it was killing overseas. I, I it put the Godzilla King of the Monsters put like the, this franchise in jeopardy, like the future franchise in jeopardy. I do yeah. think that if if Godzilla vs Kong is good, then we could see this franchise continue on. And I'd, I'd be all for it. I do overall. It, I do like the franchise. Way, and what better way to re- resurrect the franchise than you have two classical monsters battling it out? You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. if that was, I mean, they wouldn't have done another standalone Godzilla movie had it not been with Kong. You know what I mean? Um, it, it just makes sense. Those are the two that are going to kind of resurrect this whole entire. Uh, shared universe now so it just it makes sense that that's kind of how you know that's going to be and on top of it this may uh you know resurrect uh uh sales for movie theaters too so you know there's a lot on the line for this film i think it could and someone else whose career might help also is adam wingard because adam wingard's lined up his next movie so <laughs> it was only a matter of time where this guy greenlit uh oh, yeah. your boys the thundercats are finally <laughs> coming to the big screen in a live action movie I know there, there have been talks about Thundercats movie for like forever. I know it's been in the works for like the longest time. And it's I like missed the boat by like thirty years. It's like one of the like the big '80s IP that nobody's touched for live action. Oh, yeah. which is crazy because that was something that I watched along with. I think the three. I think like the that was like the heyday for like cartoons. Man, it was like that. It was like Transformers, Transformers G. Ghostbusters, GI Joe. I mean, He-Man. It's kind of. It's crazy that, yeah, kind of what you said. It's crazy nobody touched that property. It's crazy that they haven't tried to do a live action movie until, like, right now. Yeah, like, why now as opposed to, you know, 20, 25 years ago when I think it would have been more relevant? But, hey, I, I, I'm down. 
I, I haven't seen. I mean, yeah. Shit, I don't even know the last time I saw one of those cartoons. To be honest with you, I might have to go revisit that stuff. I'm sure it's on some streaming service somewhere, but yeah, no, I, I think it might be on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken. Oh well, then that's great because I have it. So yeah, but like I'll you have to know, check it out. Well, you don't remember Thundercat? Thundercats was a oh, show. He about, another one too. Yeah, yeah, he meant Thundercats. Is basically was like a show where like these like cat people are like on a planet. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. their, pla- their planet gets destroyed, so they evacuate to Earth, where they have to fight. Uh, like, uh, it, you know what? This, this, car- this cartoon always felt very He-Man, but with a bigger ensemble. It, it was. It was kind of a knockoff because basically they everybody re- recycled the same type of like you know what I mean no, premise in, in yeah. one way, shape, or form. No, it, it was it was the eighties. Everybody, everybody yeah. was ripping off everybody else. But it sold. But everything was selling. It didn't matter. No, yeah, everything every, was selling. Everybody, they were you know there was followings for everything, so it really didn't matter. Yeah, no, you got you got the uh, yeah. So you know, it focuses on the main character Lion, who's the main dude, basically like the He-Man guy. Gets 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 a sword, had to fight you know, mum a a demon, alien mummy. I don't wait, I don't know, I don't I don't know the, the backstory of Mumra. Maybe we'll get into that. But yeah, among Lion, you got Panthro, Tiger, Chi Chitara. No, his name wasn't Tiger. It was something else. I forget. Was it Tigro? That might have been Tigro. Tiger. That's, that's, I forget. That, that doesn't sound right. Why can't I remember the name of the tiger? He was like my favorite character. I liked uh, what was it? Lionel was the uh, the main one. Lionel was the main. What the fuck was what the fuck was his name? With the what he had like the red. I think he had the red hair with like the orange oh, skin ti- or something Tigra like that. Tigro was his name. Tiger. Tiger. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Lionel, who was basically like the He Man character. Might have been voiced by this, yeah. Might have been voiced by the same guy as He Man. I don't know. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's it's he sounded very similar. We still got to uh, review okay. the Masters of the University, that, by the way. That, we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> don't, 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 don't spoil all our plans yet. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So we got Lino, Panthro, Tigra, which sounds which sounds like a woman, but that's actually a man. Uh, Chitara, Wily Kit, Wily Cat, and everyone's least favorite character, Snarf. Got it. Just sounds like a least favorite character. No, like, <laughs> we have our, <laughs> our our little animal psychic is named Snarf. Yeah, that's not gonna go well. Like yeah, uh, I'll pass. Yeah, but I mean, I think that he Thundercats is a weird one because like it, it might be weird enough just to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I mean, really, because like, all, like you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like a it's in like like the like Guardian Zone where like it's just so bizarre that like yeah, this could end, this could end up being a hit. And I yeah, think that, it, it, it's just that crazy enough to work. And yeah. I think that Wingard's a great choice to to do this because like he he just seems like a weird dude. I mean, this is a good like he seems like a weird dude. <laughs> Yeah. Now, granted, the last time I tried to ad- 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 adapt a cartoon for live action, it didn't go well. It was Death Note on Netflix, and people were not very receptive to that one. But, uh, again, it got- Godzilla vs. Kong looks like it's about to raise his stock. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I think, I, think a he- I think a Thundercats franchise could yeah, work. sure, why not? Although, granted, the last time someone made a movie about human-cat hybrids, it uh, didn't go well. Did not go well. No, you can you can check out our review for cats. Check out, check out our cats review. Did, did not did not turn out well. <laughs> also, speaking of WB, something else that happened. With, I don't know why they keep doing this. Uh, Mortal Kombat got delayed again. I saw that. I just saw that today. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, what the hell? Like, you bring good news and then you got to piss on it. I hate when they do that stuff. Yeah. Uh, delayed again. Now it's set to release again. Day and date release April twenty third of twenty twenty one. Like, like why? Why? Why, like, why like, a couple weeks? Okay, it has to be because something's conflicting with it. Either yeah. the guy, the guy, something coming out in between, or they want to give Godzilla versus Kong time to breathe. Because I do okay from a base standpoint, I do understand that you don't want to like cannibalize the views for Godzilla versus Kong, and you don't want to like cannibalize the views for Mortal Kombat. But but you, but Mortal Kombat's not going to gross anywhere near Kong versus Godzilla. Probably not. But like you want you want to get time to breathe at least. I mean, you do, but then on the same token, though, with theaters opening back up, people are going to run rampant to go see anything, so it doesn't really even matter. That's true, but what, uh, you know what what that means with them delaying it. But I mean, I, I can understand from a financial standpoint, maybe holding it back a couple weeks just to see. So I do want to ask the question: Like, do you think that? Do you think Mortal Kombat? How, how do you think Mortal Kombat is going to do in theaters, provided that it's good? <laughs> even if it's I bad, don't know, I don't know. I got, you're gonna have the game like I feel like you're gonna have like my like kind of like my generation I should say because that came out when we were like teens like like early teens you know what I mean like eleven or twelve and stuff like that um, 
I don't know, but then you have like a following now, like even you. So you know, even the gap between our ages and stuff like that, there's still a following for it. So I think obviously it's going to be tailored towards uh, males. I'd say between 20 and 40 easily. Um, it just depends. I, I don't know. I, I can see if it depends on again what the, the theaters do. If they're only 50 percent capacity, 25 percent capacity. I don't know. I think that's going to definitely uh, hinder people going to see it, and it's not going to be a true reflection of what it makes. You know what I mean? So whatever you see. You know, you're like, eh, it probably could have made more had it not been because of COVID, the restrictions and stuff like that the theaters are going to be doing. So I don't know. But if, if I had a ballpark, like if things were if this was like a normal playing field. Right. Yeah. And I had to say what I think it would make. I can see a movie like that maybe making like 30, 35 million opening weekend. Yeah. That's Easy. That's fair. And I, I mean, yeah. we, we don't know the budget for this film, but I, I can't imagine it's like super. I probably probably around like 80, 100 million dollar movie. I think it's fair to say, right? It, it sounds like a fair assessment. Yeah, well, something like that for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll definitely see how that fares. I would love to see it do because I'd love to see get a, get a sequel. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how that turns out. Last thing I want to talk about today, and this is like the big one that came out. Uh, Obi-Wan has officially gone into production. And... We have news of the cast, and I got to admit, Russell, this cast looks incredibly stacked. So we already knew that, uh, you know, Ewan McGregor obviously going back for Obi Wan, play Obi Wan Kenobi. We already got confirmation Hayden Christian is going to come back to play uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker. In addition to that, uh, Joel Edgerton and Bonnie uh, Pisces, P.S. or P.S. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. But it's the yeah, yeah uh, Uncle Owen and Brew from the prequels are coming back to reprise their roles in this one. Uh, in addition to the new cast members, uh, Kumail Nanjiani is going to be in this show. Rupert yeah, Friend, so it was kind of yeah. Hit Mage Forty Seven is going to be in this show. O'Shea Jackson Jr. maybe the most random inclusion of anybody. I, I had to do a double take when I was looking at all the yeah yeah. Uh, Sung Kang Han from the Fast and Furious, which is which is funny because in the Fast and Furious movies his character was named Han Solo. Yeah. And uh, Benny Safdie, yeah, one half of the Safdie brothers is going to be in this movie or in this television show. Which, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad if want to step behind the director's lens for an episode. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun. Which I don't, but I don't. I think it's all being written by Deborah Chow. I think Deborah Chow doing the entire series, not mistaken. But yeah, you hear, you hear this, you hear this cast. Uh, Obi Wan looking, it's shaping up to be pretty good. It looks like Star Wars is trying to really craft the future in. In streaming, in uh, yeah. TV shows, Mandalorian being really well received. I know there were plans for this to happen as a movie at some point. I guess that's not that's not yeah. happening anymore. It's going to be a television show, but I honestly think this is a better format for it because I mean, look and plus, it, there's no shame. Like, look what MCU is doing. Like, I mean, WandaVision was killing it. Falcon Winter, Falcon Winter Soldier currently killing it. Yeah, it's smart. I think it's smart because we saw what happened with Dice. Um, you know, I, I think this is a smart way to go for it. Yeah, so, I mean, it just makes sense. Uh, no word. Uh, no set to release in uh, 2022. Uh, so yeah, I mean, does this do anything to increase your excitement or to increase your intrigue in this show? Or you? Or were no, you already I like mean, that set? I was already on board. I knew they were obviously pushing you and McGregor to do that. Just made sense that he was going to be return. I'm glad Hayden uh, Christensen's coming back. I think that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'm on board for it. I was on board either way, but just to. The old, like even just you know, with Joel Edgerton coming back and even reprising his small role, I think that's kind of cool. And it just shows that they they're really trying to keep consistency throughout the, uh, you know, the Star Wars universe. I think that's kind of cool. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, Obi Wan's set for a release. Uh, I guess it's sometime in 2022. Uh, again, they've been really, uh, been really dead set trying to do more Obi Wan Kenobi because like you McGregor in those movies is one of the few things people like legitimately like a lot. Oh yeah, for so sure. So it's no shock they're trying to get to get this out there. So uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to see what Disney and Lucasfilm try and do, try and uh, you know what what they got in store for us. For sure. Uh, which means, and that is it for. That is actually, yeah, no, that's it for. I forgot. I mis mis misplaced my movie news stories. Uh, that is actually it for notorious news today. Which means we now move on to the main event, the movie of the week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry. yeah, every every year around Easter we've done a God's Not Dead movie. We did God's Not Dead two? <laughs> God's Not Dead one two years ago. We did God's Not Dead two last year, and we decided to cap off the trilogy this year. To which we're both like, 
Fine. Just got to pure flicks it up, man. Pure I, flicks I think, it up. You know, it's, it's become a staple here for the Notorious by Chance, so I think it's kind of fun. And Why not end a trilogy, man? Yeah, but honestly, this one, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm just going to say it right off the top, be honest. Yeah, a little bit more like kind of what we were talking back and forth uh, on uh, chat. Just, I mean, it, it's a little bit more, it has actually a little bit more ground to stand on, I think. Yeah, well, come, the Shagos in this, in this franchise come in like, a, or in this, I guess I call it franchise. The Shagos in this franchise in this film come in like a massive way. First of which, director of the first one, of the first two actually, Harold Kronk, not back for this one. They decided to yeah, replace I, I, him with somebody I think somebody he just wanted to leave his mark on the first two and, and be done. Yeah. The director got uh, trimmed a lot of the cast. The last liberal blogger girl is not back. Uh, gay, gay Chinese, uh, gay Asian Christian exchange <laughs> dude with Atheist dad not back. Uh, uh, no uh, cameos from any of the Duck Dynasty members. No Duck Dynasty members, which is always a positive. <laughs> um, uh, decided to shift the focus, make uh, Pastor Dave the only likable character from the first one, the main character in this in this movie. Yeah. But do these shakeups yield for a good product? These shakeups all good. Do they yield for a like actual good movie? Well, yeah. Only one way to find out. This is God's Not Dead: Light in Darkness. Okay. Oh. Crazy. If you remember, like the the last one ended with last one ended with uh, Pastor Dave being arrested. Everything what was being he being arrested for, though? So he was arrested. So this is, this, is, this is fucking stupid. So he was arrested <laughs> for not turning in his sermons. Oh, that's right. Because they, they, that's how they begin the thing. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Apparently, he didn't uh, send over transcript of his sermons, and apparently, you get arrested for that. I guess. Which no, you, which no, you can't. The whole reason, like I, no. I talked about this in the last one, the whole reason I do this is to make sure you're not using your your you know your church your as platform. a political yeah as yeah. a political platform. Because if you do, you lose your tax exemption. He decided not to yeah. do that. He decided to play it off as bullshit persecution complex, and that's, he got arrested because yeah. this, that's not what this is about. This is about, oh, free speech and censorship, but that's... No, and in matter of fact, that <laughs> very quickly... <laughs> like within the, Which like, is crazy because, you know, they always talk about the separation of ch- uh, church and state. So it's like, to me, it's, it, it gets muddled in this whole entire reasoning behind all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? But like we said, it get, gets released very quickly, so kind of got a blank slate yeah. to go off of. Pastor Jude is back, uh, his black friend, and not really love interest in this. <laughs> oh, not, oh, yeah, so not, I mean, he's a, he's not Pastor Jude. Boy. Not Pastor Jude. Uh, we got, what's, what was her name? Monica? Oh, man. That's Megan. That's a chick that, uh, that has like a, um, oh, kind of has like a mission where she feeds people like a, like a, yeah. like a soup, kitchen, a soup yeah. kitchen. Like a soup kitchen type thing, yeah. Yeah, whatever, 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 whatever her name is. The, the yeah. conversation, kind of, like, because it was established in the first one, like his 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 church is. I don't know if it's on school ground or just near the school. I think I think it has to be on school ground. It's 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 yeah, but it, it's around campus. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if they make it sound like it's like on campus, like directly on campus, but I, I don't know. Wouldn't that have already been like, like it's school, like it's school been... sanctioned, which like, no, yeah, but like uh, Notre Dame, uh, hello, uh, you know no, what I Notre, mean? Like, da- Notre Dame, <laughs> St. Yeah, I mean, like, Edwards. I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a school right there that has a church right on, on campus. You know what I mean? Not to mention, not to mention um, most schools have like several places of work. Like, like my school is a synagogue, a mosque. Yeah. They're not forcing you to go, man. Yeah, like, yeah, you like, either go if you want to or not. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing. Like the whole popular movie is like, oh, we can't have the church because it pushes bad values. It's like, no one is forcing these kids to go here. You do realize that, no, right? No, it's not like it's not like fucking Reverend Dave's like walking around saying, hey, you guys need to join the church. You know, we, we need more people in the church. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to spread the word. It's like no. if you believe, you'll come. You know, I don't. That's the thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of what you're talking about. It's kind of like that they even try to even go. Scratch of being like, oh yeah, well we we campus we have to build a, a rec center or something like that. I'm like, really? Uh, oh yeah, a student union, which is like crazy because like mo- most yeah. most schools have a church either like on campus or like very close by. And most of these schools now, like I can even speak from like my my old school that I went to, Youngstown State. They even like redid and like added on to the campus, which I'm sure other campuses do. You know what I mean? So why could they just add on to what they already have? Like, why did they have to go randomly go to this? You know what I mean? 
it, it, it's like it's just thrown in there to add conflict to yeah, the story. No you know idea. what I mean? Something else that's conflict. The, the, the events of this story escalates very quickly. <laughs> uh, because within, within the first 10 minutes, there's a brick thrown through the church, a church window, which yeah. <laughs> Adam, miraculously... Adam needs to go to the NFL Combine, let me tell you. That dude needs to, <laughs> that needs to play the lottery because the, the amount of like, things that had to go on his side for this all to work... Because like, Final Destination shit, dude. Everything has to go no, like, right, it, like, perfectly. No, right. you're right. You're exactly right. This isn't, this yeah. isn't Final Destination shit. Because like, he, like this, this dude throws a brick into the into the church, miraculously hits, hits like this gas line. And, and then, but but then all of a sudden, it's like shorted out somehow. It, de- it decides. That. It decides at this point. It. it decides at this point yeah. to short out and not to short out, explode. I mean, it was. It, it was uh, it was Jude's time. It was, man. Like they were, they were, they did this dude dirty because like they just like, oh, bro, my pa- brother Jude is here. He he just yeah, took like, a permanent. Thought, he just took a permanent position at this church, and he's just like, he's looking at me like, yeah, yeah just, just made him co-pastor. Just, 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 why do you have to kill him off? Just start writing his obituary right now. That's like, dude, why do you have to kill him off? Like, there's no reason he needed to be killed off. But also, it's crazy to think that like they're doing it. Like, this feels like something that should happen like near like the third act. This is the first 15 minutes of the movie. Not, the first 10. Not even first 15, yeah, first, first 10. And we, know, and we also learned that uh, Reverend Dave needs, needs to work out because during push comes to shove, you don't want Dave trying to drag you no, out of you the church. Do, no. If, if, <laughs> look, if, 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 you're, if you're hurt and you need someone to drag you out of some, like a burning building, don't get this guy. No, because he clearly doesn't work legs and back. Right? I, I don't understand because like strength whatsoever. I don't understand because like usually when like you go to church, or not when you go, when you go to like prison, like don't you come out like super like big and jacked after like, I guess Dave skipped that time. He was only in there for fifteen minutes. Still though, he should, he should go at least a little bit stronger. <laughs> uh, maybe his arms were so sore from working out that's why he couldn't <laughs> move Jude. And it wasn't like Jude was big. My God, they're about like they're about like the same size. Pounds. They're about the same size. It's like, dude, you can drag this guy. But also, like, like especially with the the situation calls for, you're gonna get that extra adrenaline going. Like, I'm about shit, to say, about to say like, doesn't like, doesn't like adrenaline or like an attrition kick, kick in at this point? Like, wouldn't yeah. wouldn't he be like a little stronger than a normal man? Or did Reverend Dave know the shortage was already a thing? <laughs> he planned it. It's my big, old, coach, it's my and, big and elaborate. Coach Adam, they they might have practiced this. Who knows? It's my big, it's my big elaborate thing to get you out of the church. <laughs> so so Adam can be co-pastor so in the Adam, next movie. Or so something. Adam can be co-pastor. Know. I don't know, but uh, uh, we're going. But either way, yeah. So uh, Jude died. Surprisingly bloody death for for a pure flicks film. Seriously, I'm like, wow. Like, because you're thinking he's clearly going to make it because he's like completely cognizant. He's like okay, and then. My is why does he go to his native tongue to tell Reverend Dave what they always talk about together anyway? Yeah, no, we find out. Yeah, we find out later. Like he, he says, he says some shit to Dave, and we're just like, we're like, what, what does that mean? I, I don't know. What's the only thing he ever tells you in these movies? Yeah, but the thing is, and they just so happen he just so Reverend Dave just happens to remember what the hell he said at yeah. a later time to find out what was actually said. Like really? But yeah, uh, Pastor Pastor Jew passes away, and the church. You, you, you want to? Yeah. How did this happen? How did we get here? Well, we're gonna, we're gonna take you back twelve hours. Yeah, prior. twelve. All, yeah, all this shit went down <laughs> within twelve hours, which they clearly didn't need because this this shit literally just happened in a matter of like a fucking half hour window. Yeah, literally. You you could have. Yeah. Uh, so, this actually could have been like a TV sitcom. Yeah. So we meet, we meet our other our other character. This is another thing. I will give credit for this movie because they do trim down on the plot lines. Because I remember the first movie, they had like seven different plot lines, Here, which weren't which we were talking about. They don't they completely don't need them. No. Here they focus a lot more. Here it's just two, and they intersect yeah. fairly organically. Yeah. So no, I agree. We meet our our main student, I guess Keaton. And I can't remember. Yep. That, 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 that's bad. Her boyfriend's Adam. Adam. Of course. Of course it is. Of course well, you know, it's it is. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, because calling him Leviticus would have been too on the nose. Because Adam is uh, he's going to be an NFL superstar at the combine. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. You that one. kid that hit the brick to hit that gas line, huh? <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's the one who threw the brick. But yeah, we find out that, <laughs> well, he, that, that he's... Oops. We find out that he's atheist. Their friends are kind of, you know, against the church being. 
for some reason. I don't know why they're so offended by this, by this thing. The presence of a church. Yeah, again, if you don't like it, don't follow it. That's simple. Probably not because they literally see at you fitting an sign and then throwing a brick into the basement window. So you see the events that happen to set up the beginning of the film. But this is just giving you a little bit more of a of a rundown of how how this all happened. I guess how this. Yeah. But, kid, anyway, but know, anyways, yeah. To, yeah, which is kind of you know struggled because Keaton's someone who's actually struggling with her own faith at this point, which is actually a really interesting plot point in, in this film. But, but it's t- accurate though. That's it's, why it I like is, it. It is accurate. It, it, they take a big time to talk about Mandela effect, which is random. But then we. It's funny because we talked about that stuff. We did, but th- but yeah. then uh, we see that we, again. Uh, we talk about a lot of characters. A returning character in this film, our our hero from the first film, Ron Favreau. I mean Josh Whedon. Is back in this movie. He's back. He's running like a student faith organization, student faith club. Uh, uh, Adam's hanging out. He's happy. Spray paints. He spray paints a thing. Just wants to throw a harmless little brick through the window. Uh, that that started some shit. That escalated quickly. Because now yeah. the school wants to take this as an excuse in order to get the of a yeah. campus. The head school played Tatum O'Neill, someone who I think just forgot she won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got this. Yeah, we got it. That was fine. I don't, I don't got to try anymore. So yeah, they're going to use this as an excuse to try and get the church off of campus. Uh, so Dave is very kind of He wants to stay in school. Yeah. Or stay, stay on. It just feels so much like persecution. Let me our last of our main character, Dave's brother, played by John Corbett. Really course correcting always, from his Sex in the City times. He's always good, though, man. I like John Corbett. I do like John Corbett. I do, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't like him. I, I think he was really, he was one of the better parts of Sex in the City. He was, honestly. I, I liked him a lot. Honestly, Especially I, their storyline with Carrie. Yeah. I honestly never really noticed how much until now he sounds like Jeff Bridges. Yeah. A little bit. He sound. He sounds like him. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, kind of strange. I don't know why. You can kind of infer that he kind of got away from the faith with or his parents. But I like that the that the focus of the film. No, is, can, yeah, the focus of the film is between these two. First of all, I like. Like I said, Pastor Day has been the only likable character in, in throughout these entire movies. But putting up against someone who's like not. Of his fan, I think it brings a lot more, you know, like it, it's a lot more provocative in nature in that way. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I everybody, you know, recognizes stuff like you know, you kind of some faith, but lost well off of each other. I kind of like that brotherly, you know, relationship the two have. Yeah, and speaking of which, I mean, we do see. We do see why why Adam is against the church, and, he, and it's very like, unhappy. like when he started talking, I'm like, oh yeah, he's gonna talk about like how like, he's talking about like how his dad beat his mom, and you're like, oh okay, so he's gonna say like how his he's gonna say how his, you know, how his dad beat his mom, and then he prayed for it to stop, and it never stopped, and that's why he stopped believing in God. No, what actually happened is, uh, his his, his mom was getting beat. Talk to talk to people at their church about about you know leaving him. And they kind of ostracize it for it, saying like you can't do that. And if you if you yeah. do that, you'll marry someone else. You're an adulterer. Yeah, like divorce is like frowned upon. I mean, that was big thing in the Catholic faith. Divorce looked down on because you know they they wanted you to stay, you know, faithful to married to. You were saying like you know things or whatever. You kind of looked down upon that. Which, which is crazy to think like they, they're they're going this way, like that that it's actually like a very like understandable motivation for getting away from the faith. No, it is, and I like that as opposed to just you know just randomly having some bad things happen to your mom and oh now I don't believe you know what I mean. I like yeah. the fact that there is a little bit more thought put into the reasons why kind of Adam escaped the faith, and I kind of like I do do appreciate the fact that even little attention to detail like that actually makes the movie. A so, uh, this 
you know, stop, stop from being torn down. They literally have to go and stop a judge in the middle of, of course, she's at church this time. I do, I do think it's kind of funny the way yeah. they try and like stop this being subpoenaed. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah, like, yeah. like stop, stop from being torn down. They have to like, it, yeah. David Lewis just like standing there reading the Bible. I imagine Starts from the what, beginning. Yeah. I imagine what would have happened if he got to the end and he's like, oh shit, I guess I gotta make things up. Uh, well, I gotta, I gotta, gotta read it over again. I guess start I, from Revelation and work our way back to Genesis, guys. Okay, okay. Well, I finished the Bible. Well, now yeah. we're <laughs> now we're gonna read. Oh, oh God, uh, are you there, guys? Me, Margaret. Yeah. Chapter fourteen, <laughs> first period. He's like, get my phone out. I gotta put, I gotta, I gotta put some faith-based stuff on my phone. No, now. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna read some tweets now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to, I had toast this morning. That was nice. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of toast? <laughs> uh, so, anyways. And, you know, them trying to basically raise a out. You know, trying trying to get people to like, you know, oppose this opposition. That's actually like a really, I mean, it's not a compelling, but it's at least interesting compared to the last two movies. With you feel you feel some stakes here, and you do, but you even know. how they build the 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 you know the people that are actually kind of mad that this is happening on like. Uh, uh, on social media, they're like really going about inventing out how like wrong they think that this is and stuff like that. I, I do kind of I like how there's motive behind the town for that too. Do you know what I mean? And this does have a fair bit, of, you know, a fair amount of character in it. Like I do, like I do, like it's, like I said, I like the way that uh, Dave and Pierce work off each other. Something I do admire the fact that they show that David Dave's TV appearance does have consequences. Like yeah. you know, as a result, like the Chancellor is getting he's getting hateful messages, getting death threats, getting bricks through his window. Which is a very light punishment, considering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they. I think you know, Pure Flix went the route of bricks as opposed to dry, you know a drive-by drive by shooting the, with the, guns. The drive-by sequence was cut out of this movie. Yeah, I just think that they didn't want to promote gun violence, so they're like, you know what, we're just going to go with the bricks. Yeah. Uh, but you know, things seem to be going really well for <laughs> for uh, you know for Dave's case until something else happens. Uh, it ta- it takes. No, sorry, Adam. Takes this time, <laughs> out of all time, he decides now is the, is the moment to tell Dave that hey, I'm the one that burned down the church. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst that's gonna happen? He doesn't take. He does not take it well. No, Dave does not take it well and goes to the, the school the next day. He does, and it goes to fight. Goes to fight, which means I I, I now want to see David A.R. White in like a Taken themed pure flicks movie. <laughs> and I, I could just see this thing being like a YouTube overnight, you know, uh, Reverend Dave. You know, YouTube star overnight for the wrong reasons, you know? Pastor beat the shit out of kids. Yeah, like, he would do that to, like, all the non-believers. Power Christ compels you! Pop! Power Christ compels you! Pop! Believe in the Lord or else. (laughs) (laughs) Go to communion or else! (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? Remember that, uh, I don't know, because this is more of your generation. Did you ever eat Mr. T cereal? Mm, I remember remember it. Did you ever see the commercials? Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> just like it's, and keep, that's, that's the time where like Mr. T would go on like, like speeches in places. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember how my life like David and not this. I'll be, I'm gonna hurt you. Be steady, David. But like, coming came to the cereal, like it's cool. Like I want to see the outtake where it's like eat my cereal, kids, beat the fuck out of you. Yeah, it, it, I, I like how uh, Reverend Dave looks around to make sure like nobody's recording with their cell phone when everybody's recording. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Yeah, dude, this is going to be a big hit overnight." But back, but back to back to anyways, back to this movie. But anyways, so like, the school for some reason decided this is a good way to double down against the church, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's like, yeah, church burned down. Pastor Dave's really mad about it. Doesn't exactly seem like a good. Yeah, not not the best time. No, it doesn't actually seem like a, like a good attack strategy. But you know, whatever they, if they say, it is. It is. Uh, Pier- Pierce and Dave are falling out, which sucks because now he's he's taking all the good of the movie with him, and you can slowly <laughs> yeah. seal that persecution complex seat back in. And you're just like, oh no 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 no, please no no, Pierce, come back! I can feel yeah. I can feel I'm starting to get God's not daddy again, and you yeah. do because you know David he goes to the guy who officiated Jude's wedding, where he's like, maybe it's Christians' time to fight back. It's not that Christians don't fight back; it's that they're yeah. really stupid about it. Yeah. We all, remember sure. the, we all remember the crusade against Starbucks cups. Oh man, is that the dumbest? Yes. Con- is that the dumbest controversy of the past couple years? I mean, it's up there. Bring your own cup and then pour pour yeah, it bring, into the year old your cup own cups. If, you, if you're that that you're that hard pressed about it, you know. Yeah, 
But you know what? Even even then, they kind of go against it because he talks about, he talks about him, Dave told the pastor, if this is where you feel like the better writers start to come back in, where he's just like, you tell, you tell me how you feel you get a brick thrown through your window. He's like, motherfucker, I'm a, I'm a black preacher in the South. Yeah. I could build you houses with all the bricks thrown through my windows. <laughs> he's thinking like, yeah, I got 99 problems, but a brick ain't one. one. <laughs> Bricks and atheism ain't one. Yeah. Movie also has a third act breakup. Not between any not between Dave and his lady, but between Dave and Pierce. This is where we kind of get to find out where why Pierce had a falling out with the family to begin with. And you know, because he was you know, he went off to law school and he was asking questions. You know, he was like starting to question his faith and rather than, you know, them trying to guide him, they just like shut him out immediately. Yeah, and, and that's the thing where you can really feel the reason why he, he left is like kind of like a legit reason. Um, and I think that's important in general, you know what I mean, to question faith, to have those questions that, you know, the hard questions that it's hard to answer, the hard rationale behind, because that's the whole meaning behind any faith is to ask questions, you know, get answers, try to, you know, formulate your own, you know, your thoughts about things. And that's that's, a, that's healthy in anything you do. So yeah. to me, it's like you can really believe why Pierce left. I mean, it, it makes more sense. Yeah, and it's it's kind of strange the way he goes about it. Like, it's almost like, thinking back to the first two films, it almost feels like he doesn't exist in the same universe as these other it's movies. It's movies as a whole, actually, doesn't feel like it yeah. exists in the same universe as the first two. No, because it's it's a lot more it's a lot more thought provoking. I think this one as opposed to the first two. Exactly, the first two kind of just like told you know this is it. This is you know what I mean. It, like, like even, told you almost what to think. Even with the next scene with uh, where uh, Keaton yeah. comes back to confront Pastor Dave, where he's just, she's just like you know why our generation's leaving the church. It's because it's because we oh, we don't know what it's against, but we know what it's against. But it's getting harder and harder to realize what it's for. And you hear them, it's like, that's a good point. It is because I mean a lot of those things become muddled, and a lot of those lines get blurry. And I think it's up to the church to establish, you know, to set up guidelines to not you know teeter totter between issues or between like thoughts and beliefs and stuff like that to confuse younger you know generations of believers you know what i mean that, that and again that goes back to the questioning and, and, and asking questions and doing all that and formulating your own types of thoughts about you know your your call you know just your your beliefs in general you know yeah but dave has a big come to jesus moment and point like he starts to learn forgiveness to the point where he goes to adam actually gives him jude's bible i guess this part was like very weird <laughs> very weird will last one testament he, Apparently, like Jude had in his will that if he were to die in a fire in the church, that this is that the person responsible would get the Bible, and then inside the Bible was a map marked with an adventure to the Holy Grail or some kind of Indiana Jones esque stuff. I don't know. You know, you wonder why Pierfix doesn't make more like adventure Indiana Jones esque movies. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's there. I it's mean, right it, there. it is there. It's the writings on the, on the wall there. You, it would be so much more fun, I think, as opposed to the same recycled you know, storylines all the time, over and over again. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many times you can tell a story. You you can only go through the alphabet, you know, A through Z, so many times. You know, you have to Mix you have up. to kind of get a little bit creative with things. Have a little fun, like Sam, like Samson. Yeah, like you know Taylor Lautner on uh, on steroids with a bad beard. You know, I think it's kind of fun. But anyways, he 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 gives Adam the Bible. Goes to, goes to the dean. Wants to preach. Wants to go for leniency for Adam. He's like, yeah, you know, this this guy shouldn't get his life thrown away because of this because of this one mistake. You know, just, just yeah. I mean, one magnificent throw that you one had, you know? magnificent throw again. He's got the, <laughs> he's got the combine to think of after this. I believe so, and I believe that they were actually going to call this Jude and a series of unfortunate events, I think, is what the original title for this one was going to be. It's too bad. But they, they, <laughs> got, they did away with that title. I thought it would be good. God's not dead. He got promoted. Jude and a series of unfortunate events. He got, promo- he got promoted on the day of his retirement, the day of his granddaughter, granddaughter's birth, and the yeah. day he won the lottery. It's like, dude, I mean, why'd you make him a co-pastor? <laughs> you, were, you, you were just, you may, may as well just like start carving out his tombstone. Seriously, it's like, uh, Jude, do you want to go ahead and help me uh, dig your grave back here? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, uh, Dave decides to then go to the, to the process happening at the church that night. And this, this says publicly, like, I'm dropping the lawsuit. I'm done. We're gonna, you, you can have this building to build your, your new student center. Josh will run the sermons, uh, you know, our you know, club in there. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I will go and find the new church. And he's like, well, just, just, throw, just throw down your signs. Throw them down right now. Like, wow. Yeah. That was easy. But it, 
but it makes sense because of the fact I think it's just like the, you know, the the fighting of you know the good and evil forces. Not saying like loosely using that, but it's like right. you know I think Reverend Dave sees this as an opportunity to you know why divide people with this church when the church is used to unify. So he's like, you know what, they're still going to get the word out because you know they have the other uh, underground like. Uh, sermons or whatever and then once he opens up his own church maybe some of those people will come over and he'll get more followers that way you know so i think this is all about like unification and just instead of driving a stake between the the community and the church i think he's trying to like unite everyone yeah good job good job god's not dead you you waited three movies to finally be about christianity (laughs) if we would have started out with this i think this could have been a decent trilogy it could have been I'll, I'll, a lot more thought provoking, yeah. I would, I would say. Although, the, although the first film, although the first two films, kind of contribute to the hatred this movie's against, if you think about it. <laughs> but it's like, but a lot of it's a, a lot of it has to do with the Kevin Sorbo character, and then just the. I think we had talked before about the, just the the array of different characters who's you know the, there's too many characters and and they don't really intersect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, properly, and I think it just kind of just throw all these characters in. Where this one's a lot more clear cut. You know, you have Pierce, you have you know Reverend Dave, you know you have Keaton, and then you have Adam. It's a lot more easier to follow as opposed to following seven or eight different storylines. But yeah, the movie wraps up fairly quickly after this. Pierce had they forego the big schmaltzy come back together, but Pierce just leaves him, leaves Dave yeah. a voice message, which is very nice, very realistic. Because like they, like once they fight, they are still brothers and. Brothers fight yeah. now, now, now and then. Uh, Dave breaks break ground on a new church, St. Jude's, which could be facing a lawsuit later in the future, but that's for God's not dead for to handle. Uh, <laughs> and not, and Keaton just posts God's not. We get the title drop at the end, but you know it's better than them text, telling you to text everyone you know. Yeah, where people not be like, me- "What the hell are you talking about?" Not to mention this does this doesn't end with a bunch of baseless court cases. <laughs> no, I mean it just ends again. It just ends and kind of lets you, you know, decide what you believe and you know where you want to take your faith. I like. I'd rather have it like that than a, you know, opposed to them kind of forcing you to believe one way. You know what I mean? I like this one. It's a lot more thought process, a lot more thought provoking. I should say. Yeah, I mean, of all the films, this is the only one to really you know try and be, you know, try to be about Christianity, which which of course mm-hmm. means it's the only one of these three films. That bombed, and not just like bombed, like didn't do well, like bombed, like mushroom cloud bombed. Yeah, I mean, this movie only opened at two point six million, grossed five point seven, and worldwide seven point four, which is really just a bad overall, uh, you know, box office for a film this, that usually kind of just like the Tyler Perry movies. They're usually box office uh, protectors, man. They usually do pretty well. Yeah, this this made less in its entire run than both the first films made in their opening weekends. And you know, these, look, looking for like contributing yeah. factors to this, I mean, the negative reviews helped it, which I do understand because it is hard to recommend this for theater prices. Well, but, that and on top of it, I think people saw the first two and were like, "Do we really want to do it one more time?" Do you yeah. know what I mean? But also, like, even when, like when when your own fan base is turning against this movie. Because like I'm seeing, I see some like reviews from like people who like the first two and think like call this one a a, ca- a cash grab that doesn't no. promote a Christian message anymore. When if anything, I think the first two were more cash grabs. When it's the only one that promotes a Christian message. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that this one is more subtle and, it, and again, it's more thought provoking. It lets you kind of decide what you believe, as opposed to again guiding you down a, a path of like this is the way. You know what I mean? I, I like yeah. the idea of you being able to kind of decide what you what your thought is on this. Where do you stand? You know what I mean? And you're not you're not persecuted for being different than no. what this movie is, and I and I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think yeah, both agreement. It's a well, this isn't like a good movie per se. It's it's a mass vast improvement over the first two. For sure, and I think we think, and you know, we obviously said I think the fact that they brought in a new director really kind of gave just his own little um, input on what kind of I think what he felt like uh, like this movie should should be or this series should be, um, and it was it was different. It, again, it was a light in the darkness because I think with the first two movies, I think we just kind of got the same message over and over and over again. Where this one, I think, kind of steers away from that, and that's why I think this is probably the better of the three. You may as well just call this "God's Not Dead" the apology. Yeah, or you could have done that too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, I don't think any of us like either of us like go with Moon for it. But you know, if you saw the first yeah, I mean, two and you want to like kind of wash on that bad taste out of your mouth, check this one yeah, out. I, 
Yeah, and another one, just because of you know Easter and everything, I think the case for Christ is a really uh, underrated. Which, uh, which this director actually worked on. Which yeah, and I and a, and a case for Christ honestly is probably one of the better um, faith-based films that I've seen. I think I've mentioned that to you before. I just think it's more thought-provoking and it really gets you questioning things. And I and I, I appreciate that when you can at the end of the day ask questions, step back, examine your faith or just your beliefs in general. And I, I like things that like do that. They don't force you or make you feel bad if you don't believe a one one certain way. But they're like, here, here's a little bit of insight. You believe what you want to believe. You know what I mean? And I like that. But the yeah, Case for Christ is definitely a, a recommendation for sure if you haven't seen it. Yeah, so that's our take on God's... That's, uh, that is it. That is the final film in the God's Not Dead franchise, which, yeah, like I said, because the last one bombed, is the is finally dead. <laughs> Until we get the prequels where uh, Reverend Dave was first starting out. The, Re- the Reverend Dave origin stories. Oh, this is going to be like a saga. It's going to be like nine movies. It's just going to be like Star Wars. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Yes, yes, my son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good place to end it. Russ, want to get our plugs right. plug before we head out? Yeah, you guys can find us notorious by chance. That's where we do our uh, on Facebook, where we do our polls. Uh, we will uh, be putting our polls back up now. We just wanted to close out this holy trilogy, and then um, you can find us on YouTube. Notorious by chance is the face or the YouTube group, same name. Uh, we're going to be putting new content on there, so go ahead and uh, spread the word on that. And also, we just want to give a big shout-out again to Loved Again Media. We want to really appreciate the fact that they decided to sponsor the podcast. And if you go to lovedagainmedia.com, enter the promo code NOTORIOUS. You get $10 off your order of anything. So if you get a 1999 uh, box with 10 uh, gently used DVD movies, you knock $10 off that. You only have to spend $9.99. Or if you go video games, uh, physical media, vinyl, anything that you want to choose, use that code Notorious. You get $10 off any purchase. So we want to go ahead and thank those guys for sure. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, ChanceWars underscore 91. Check the Nutrition Modown where I am the competitor. Uh, we got the free-for-all coming up, which maybe I'll make an appearance and maybe not. You'll have to tune in to find out. It's going to be a big, fun event, my favorite event of the entire year. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to do it for us here on this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week where polls return as well as the anniversary series where we talk about movies celebrating their 20th anniversary. Until then, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.